You can find out more on my Instagram at Quiet Fire Radio. Welcome back to Quiet Fire. Thank you for joining me. I do now on the line have the incredible Jenny and Marty from Riff Raiders, all the way from sunny Melbourne today. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks, mate. Now, you guys are about a month deep from re- releasing your latest album. It's your second album, is it? It's a couple of weeks old at this point, yes. And you've just released the second single from it called Samantha Jones. My first question to you is, who is Samantha Jones? Tell me a little bit about that backstory and where that, that person comes from. Samantha Jones is a woman who found one of our records on a train here in Melbourne on the Frankston line. She uh, had found it on a seat after a friend of, well, someone from, who came to see the band, who's now a good friend, <laughs> picked up the album at a show and got a bit weary on the way home and wandered away without it. And she contacted us via social media and went to some really great efforts to get it back to him. There you go. So, she, so Samantha's a real person. She's been and come and seen some of your shows as well. Um, yes, she did. So it's interesting that you bring up the Frankston line. Now, to people in Sydney and around Australia, we know very little of it. But, of course, the Frankston line was, in my mind, made famous originally by um, Youth Group. If you've ever heard that song many, many years ago, the Frankston line is famous for sort of junkies hanging around it. Can you elaborate a little bit on it? Because I know that you do name drop the Frankston line in the song as well, don't you? Yes, we do, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It's just a... It's by, by fluke it happened to be on the Frankston line and in writing the song, a friend of mine rhymed with Frankston lines. So, <laughs> sort of, yeah, and look, Frankston has a reputation probably like some, any city has sort of different parts of it that have colourful characters in it and, and that's one of them. So, it's not our part of town. We have done gigs there and when we do it, it's pretty popular. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when no. we've been in Sydney or somewhere else, we change the train line to another line too. <laughs> Is that true? You really do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We did it at Frank's, uh, Frankie's. I can't remember the line now. We- now, speaking of such things, did you guys get to come to Sydney a couple of times on the on the last tour with your first album? Yeah, we, we do a lot of... Um, a lot of shows and you know we're basically a pub gig band and sometimes we get some bigger supports so we get to play at large venues and we've been up to sydney the first time did a couple of shows for that album and then we came back late last year for frankie's and hideaway bar and we were due to come up for the album and single launch in april which we were really looking forward to but we got cut short like a week before the sort of lockdown that we're in now so we'll just postpone it for now and hope to head back when we can now, you are a band that wears your influences quite proudly on your sleeve. I think Rock and Roll Daydream as an album title definitely suggests that. I, yeah, I want yeah. to speak, I guess, any more particularly on this, because I know, Marty, you write the lyrics. Is it, do you write most of the lyrics or just some of them? Or where is that at? Uh, for this album, I wrote all the music and lyrics, yeah. Um, on the last record, it was a little bit more balanced, but... It just turned out that way this time and I was also encouraged to do it. So that's why the record's got a little bit of a theme, I suppose. So beyond um, just the musicality of it, Jenny, you know, this show is sort of aimed mostly at female vocalists. Tell me a little yeah. bit about your, your vocal journey. What's, 
what are the influences that you're putting into these lyrics and putting into the mix that kind of creates the sound that the band has? I grew up basically wanting to be on all the TV shows and all the, um, you know, the, I, I just wanted to, to be the, the, the show off with the hairbrush in front of me. You know, that was my, <laughs> always been the, the thing for me. And I grew up with having lots and lots of music around me. My dad was a big collector of seven-inch vinyl singles. So there was lots of different sorts of music that I got to hear there. And that's where my from melody, I suppose, comes from. A lot of Beatles, a lot of Zeppelin in the, on the, the harder edge and just loved all the, the personas that the, that the singers of bands really got to, to put out there. So the, the musicians had, had to put their attention to the, the instruments, whereas as a singer, you really get to engage with the audience and that melody of the song at the same time and convey that to an audience. The other thing that is really clear about your band is that when I listen to the new record, it really has a, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, but it just sounds like you guys, are, you, you've been around. You played music for a long period of time. This is not your yeah. first rodeo. And that's really, really evident. Tell me about the background of, of the band and, and what it is that's kind of led you to that. You know, you're not confused about who you want to be in a band, which is what I, I yeah. hear a lot of that in music now, people sort of w- trying to work out their own way. But from the first song right. you ever put out, it's very clear that you had very direct intentions musically. Yeah. And I think that's come together more on this album, particularly with the, the new lineup. We changed lineups in 2019 and we are all definitely on that same, in that same zone in terms of knowing who we are and, and how we want to play. And that's when we come together, there is definitely a synergy that happens in that respect. We are comfortable in our own skin, I suppose, is the, the way, that, yeah. <laughs> as, you, as you say, you know, we have been around the block. Marty and I have known each other for a long time and we live together, we're married and have been living together for more than 20 years. So the songs that he's writing, I get to hear from when they're babies and get to love them and nurture them, you know, almost as if they were my very own. <laughs> so, yeah. It is intuitive, though. Probably you're not hearing any desperation in terms of wanting to be famous or, you know, which is what you should have when you're a younger band. It's more about the pleasure of being able to play music and kind of getting it to the, the stage you want to get it in terms of completeness. So that's why I think it's got this extra life and energy about it even making our videos the video maker said you guys are twice the age of the people i normally work with and you work way harder and you're jumping out of your skin some of them I, i've really got to put a rocket up to get going so yeah it's it's interesting maybe we're just like a star before it burns out <laughs> <laughs> no, no. i think that the other thing that makes a big difference as someone who interviews bands week in week out when I speak to the older bands, they don't take any part of it for granted. They know that they're doing it because they love it. It's not a um, popularity contest anymore. They are doing it because yeah. they love it. And they know that real life can suck. You know, when you're young, you're kind of delusional or delirious to that fact. So when you get the yeah. opportunity to hang, hang out with your friends, make some noise, spend the time on the road, drink a cold beer and play a set, like that's no longer something that you take for granted at all. No, we're not worried about fashion either. That's the other thing we're doing. We're, we're playing music that we love, making it sound 
as we want to eat the songs to live and breathe rather than, you know, hoping that X, Y, or Z reviewer or this person at a record label or whatever will like it. We're not, we're not writing or performing for the, anyone else other than what these songs deserve. So I'm glad that's shining through. Tell me a little bit about the uh, challenges is the word I'll use in being a part of a sort of functional band whilst also being in a relationship. Do you want to speak to that? Are there yeah. challenges or is it just very easy? You guys get along all the time. <laughs> oh, look, you know, we have our moments. There's, there's things that, we'll, um, that we might not agree on, but there's, we've, because we have been together for such a long time, we know where those, you know, I entrust Marty completely with writing the music. His vision for the songs, I completely trust. I will argue the point on melodies and I'll say, I'll put a harmony here or let's try this. And sometimes they work, of course. But I think for me, relinquishing that kind of, you know, not, I, don't, I, I don't know what the songs need. And that, was, that took me a while to get to that place, I think. But it's, the, it's worked out really well. That giving oh, him oh, that trust. You know, when we have a bands and they've been really stable lineups, they like the fact that we're... Um, a couple because I'm not away from my missus or, or vice versa. So it actually gives a bit of a calming influence to the whole thing, I reckon. It'd be fair yeah. to say, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, st- stability. Yeah. No one's being left behind when you go off and do a tour or, or anything too. So that's pretty cool to have your best mate with you while you do this stuff. No. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> How good was that, Jeremy? <laughs> now, guys, I saw that you have, you know, in a bunch of your film clips, one of you guys is wearing a Bowie shirt and there's a bunch of the kind of classic rock aspects. But one of the things that struck me when listening to your albums is the classic Oz rock element. Now, there's something kind of quite... Australiana is a dirty word, so forgive me if you don't like it, but there's something definitely Oz rock about it. Tell me where that's emerged from. Is that just from uh, haunting the old bar for many years or is it sort of, is it a something that you listen to a lot or tell me about that? I think it honestly, it is honestly not intentional. So I think it's just been growing up here and what being influenced by. And seeing a lot of local bands. Bands, yeah. yeah. Because I really, if you really ask me, I love all the classic Aussie bands, but I listened, I grew up listening to way more British bands. And I don't mean the 80s ones. I mean the, the classic rock sort of, you know, the hard rock bands of Zeppelin, Sabbath and um, all that stuff. Yeah. Lizzie, all that. And then um, the Aussie stuff's always there though. So maybe it's, you, you sort of sound like where you're from. It could be an element of that. Mm. I'm going to see live bands. You know, obviously we're not going to have big international act here every five minutes like you would when you're overseas. So you are, you would be influenced and we are influenced in, in some respects by seeing those bands. You know. It's a local, it's a local sound. I yeah. mean, and if you think our drummer Ross was in Body Jar. So, you know, that's an, another Australian band that probably played American music, but still had an Australian sound to it. And when we started doing some of this harder rock stuff, because we have played power pop in the past as well, but this is really the indulgence of what we like now. It did start it sounding a bit like ACDC or Airborne, but with Jenny's vocals, it gives it a really fresh edge. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I'm glad you agree. But I thought, now let's embrace this, because when you sound like that overseas, they go, yeah, that's that sound. Pe- people like it. Some of them call it Southern rock too, and I don't know if that means Southern as in Australia or Southern American rock, but... Um, it seems to have a sound about it. 
but I also try not to make the whole record go down that path because uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But you can hear an album like Rose Tattoo or something and you throw it on and you pretty much know what you're going to get for the whole time, which is good. But I, I like that records that sort of twist and turn a little bit, which is maybe like other classic Aussie bands like the United Oil or um, probably Baby Animals and... Uh, there's heaps of them that, that mix their music up a little bit more. So maybe that's an element to it as well. Obviously, all the aspects of running a band in the modern era, uh, management and promotion and things like that. What is What are Riff Raiders doing at the moment to help promote a new album in isolation? Well, we do have a publicist that we work with who is really amazing and does a lot of um, communication on our behalf. We've got videos that, to, to share. We're very lucky that this album's come out at a time which we can be visible during lockdown, whereas I think we're really lucky about ha- having a release right now. But also we've got things to share on Spotify playlists. We can go to reviewers, bloggers, and those sorts of people and say, hey, we've got new products. Why don't you take a listen? So I think that's a real, you know, we're very lucky that, well, not lucky, but <laughs> we're, you know, it's just the way that it's formed. We've had these these new things to share at this time and hopefully people have got some time to have a listen to them. We did make three professional videos um, from the app for this and literally the weekend before you weren't allowed to refinish the scenes for Samantha Jones. So that's why we decided to keep pressing on and we took some live footage with the intention of making a couple more videos for some tracks on the album. So we'll see if we can do that now in this lockdown stage as well. There's a song on the record called Stepping on a Cloud, which is about us um, jumping out of the very plane a year or so ago, a skydiving festival we played at, and that was the pay, getting to do a jump. So we got filmed jumping out of the plane, so we were thinking we could use some footage like that to make a video. So stay tuned for that stuff. That will be very, very cool. Now, guys, if I was sitting at home wondering where can I hear more about this band, could you tell me where, where should I go online? To- well, your one-stop destination, riffraiders.com, is where you'll find everything Riff Raiders. Videos, music, links to buy, links to download, links to stream, um, lots of pictures, lots of words. and. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me today, guys. I really, really appreciate you coming on Quiet Fire and having a chat. You're listening to Samantha Jones and we are Riff Raiders. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great rest of the day. Stay safe. And um, I'm really looking forward to when you guys come up here and we'll, um, we'll share a beer at uh, Frankie's or somewhere.